0: Hey guys, how's it going? Monty here, and I'm really excited to be able to share today's message with all of you. We are in a new series called Closer to the Voice of God. Ooh, don't you love it? And last week, Pastor Rod shared an incredible story about the the voice of God and the story of Nathaniel Jesus spoke to him and it was amazing. It was beautiful. And we're going to touch on some stuff that he talked about as well. But also I'm really excited to be able to share another story about the voice of God today. But I will first of all want to start with the title, which is how does God speak to us, right? Did you know that you can hear the voice of God? It's pretty awesome, isn't it? And I believe that each one of us can hear the voice of God because God wants to speak to each one of us. Amazing, right? And when we talk about things like the voice of God, sometimes people might have a a misunderstanding or misconception about the voice of God. Like sometimes people start thinking like, well, I I haven't heard a voice from heaven And we think of voice sometimes like a physical voice, like this is the Lord. Like we sometimes think that there is going to be this big booming voice and the heaven's going to open and this dove is going to come down upon us when we hear the voice of God. And that's just not how it works. And, you know, I've thought about it and I don't know if I know anybody that has actually heard a physical voice from God or physical voice from heaven. I don't know if I personally know anyone. I'm not saying that that can't happen or that God doesn't speak like that. Maybe there's some crazy stories out there where that happens. But what I'm trying to say is I don't think that's the norm. And I think that God speaks to us in a much more low-key way. So that's what we're talking about. How then does God speak to us? If it is not a, a big booming physical voice or even just a conversational voice like you're hearing my voice now, if it's not like that, then how does God speak to us? And so today, we're going to jump into a few things. So the first thing I want to talk about is two cool words Pastor Rod touched on last week. Make sure you check that one out. But two cool words called Logos and rhema. Now, these are the two words in the Bible that are used for the Word of God or or God's words to us. And the first way that God speaks to us is through this word called rhema. Now, we need to define these words real quick. So, logos is the written recorded word that makes up the whole Bible, right? The whole Bible is what we would call the logos, the Word of God. We believe that all The word of God, all logos is inspired by God. It's God breathed. It's not just words on a paper. It's God's word. Amen. This is what we believe. This is the logos. The rhema is the personal word that we get out of reading the logos. And that's what journaling is journaling is the rhema it's the part where we're reading and like wow i never recognized that wow that is just jumping off the page to me wow that is speaking to this area of my life and we take that word and we apply it to our life that's what we call journaling amen we love journaling we love talking about journaling here at lifehouse i love talking about journaling because journaling has changed my life. When I read the Word of God, when I read the Logos, I get a rhema, a personal word, and that rhema is what changes my life. And that rhema is God speaking to me daily. Now, God can speak to you daily as well when we Read the Word of God. So that is one of the biggest tools, if not the biggest tool that I believe God uses in order to speak to us. This is the the biggest and easiest way that we, you and me, can hear the voice of God. So right now, I'd like to take a little moment to do, you know, a little interactive exercise with us all today. So I've prepared one scripture for us. And we're going to read this scripture and I'm going to encourage you to write down what you think God is speaking to you about through this scripture. Sound good? So get out your phone or your iPad or your wife's iPad or whatever it is. And let's get ready to write something down. All you need to do is go to your notes app. People are like, oh, I don't have anywhere to write it. Get out your notes app. I'm just going to put this scripture down real quick. Just the little title of it at the top and what God is speaking to you through the scripture. Sound good? Here we go, Ephesians 3.20. Yes, some oh, of you know this scripture. I love this scripture. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. So write it down, Ephesians 3.20. God says, oh. What is God speaking to you through the scripture? What are you imagining? What are you dreaming? What are you asking? What are you praying God for right now? What is that? Because it's going to be different for each one of us. You see, we read the same logos together, but we are getting a different rhema from this word. So your rhema might be different than my rhema. When we write that down, that's journaling. Amazing. And so when I read this, the first thing that comes to mind is one thing that I'm really believing for, I'm really praying for here in Tokyo is a venue, a permanent venue, come on. I'm believing for it and I know that there's many others watching that are believing that in in their city or country or wherever they are, if you're in Tokyo as well, hey, come on, we're all buddies in this. But this is the first thing that comes to my mind, which might not have been the first thing that came to your mind and it probably wasn't. You see, that's because we, are getting different rhema, we are getting different application of the Logos. And this is the beauty of journaling. And that's why we talk about it, because we can do this every day. We can hear the voice of God and allow it to change us from the inside out every single day. Congratulations. You've just experienced journaling. <laughs> pachi, pachi as we say in Japanese. Pachi, pachi is the sound of the clap. <laughs> so We all can experience this every day. And this is why we encourage people to journal. It's not about like having to find and go and discover this deep teaching and this deep theology I found on YouTube. You can have the deepest of all teachings through the Word of God itself by getting that direct line to God. And that's because we, when we become Christians, we get the Spirit of God. We receive the Holy Spirit. Now, can God speak to people who are not Christians, who don't believe in Jesus yet? Yes, absolutely. If you're here today and you're watching this and you're thinking, you know what, I don't know if I believe yet, God can speak to you too right now. If you wrote down something from that Ephesians 3.20, that is God speaking to you. You see, you don't have to have the Holy Spirit in you to be able to hear the voice of God. Isn't that awesome? Come on. God loves everybody. God wants everyone to hear His voice and come to Him. But for us who do know God, we have the Holy Spirit within us, and the Word of God and the Holy Spirit within us resonates together. So sometimes people ask, well, you know, sometimes I read the Bible and I'm not sure if that's the voice of God. Is that just me thinking something like cool or like, you know, something practical? Or is that actually the voice of God? Hey, most times, I'm a pretty practical person. Most of the time, my practical thoughts are in line with The voice of God. So, the voice of God is going to speak to me in a language, in a format that I am going to understand. He's not going to speak to me in the format of somebody else. He's not going to speak to me in a different language. He's going to speak to me in what I understand and in how I think. And that's why I think sometimes it can be difficult to differentiate the voice of God and the voice of myself. But how I know it's the voice of God is because when the voice of God comes into my heart, it resonates with my heart, it resonates with the Holy Spirit in me. And so today, I wanna read an awesome story about these guys and how the word of God, the word of Jesus resonates in their heart. So this is a story about two guys walking on a road from Jerusalem to a place called Emmaus. And this is a pretty cool story because this is the day that Jesus rose again. So Jesus is is having fun, I think. He's in his resurrection form, and he's going around. He's like popping, and then he's disappearing. And he pops up here and disappears. And so he's appearing to all these different people. And so we have this scene where these guys are on this journey, on this road to Emmaus, and something incredible happens. So Luke 24, verse 13, it says, that same day, the same day Jesus rose again. He is alive, the same day. Two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. So this is it's a pretty good walk. It's a pretty good trek. It's a pretty good distance. And so they're having this conversation. They're walking along. It says as they were walking along, they were talking about everything that had happened. So all this wild stuff just happened in their world. you got to remember that three days ago, Jesus was put on trial. He was crucified crazy stuff was happening there was darkness there was earthquakes and then three days later on this very day some women in the morning they they bring this crazy report that that jesus isn't in the grave that jesus is gone that jesus is risen again and so i think these guys are discussing Do you think that's real? Do you think that's real? Like, how could that happen? How is this even possible? I think these guys are are having this talk, but this happened and this, and this is all these crazy things. Maybe it happened. Maybe it's real. I don't know. They're having this big discussion about this. And verse 15, it says, as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself came and began walking with them. So Jesus just pops out of nowhere and he starts walking along. With these guys. But I love it says here, but God kept them from recognizing him. So this is Jesus's resurrected body. So maybe it looks a little bit different anyway, but for whatever reason, yeah, maybe Jesus is having fun with these guys. I don't know, but there's this reason they can't recognize that this is actually, in fact, Jesus alive walking with them. And so it says, Jesus asked them, What are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all these things that have happened here in the past few days. And Jesus leans over and asks them, what things? <laughs> I love it. I think Jesus is kind of playing with them because of course Jesus knows. He knows what's going on. He's the one that went through these things. He's the one that experienced these things. And these guys are with Jesus and they're like, you don't know? You actually have no idea what has just happened? The most craziest, biggest event has in the you know in the history of the world has just happened. And you sir, don't know anything about it. And Jesus just kind of leans over and is like, go on tell me about it. <laughs> and so they proceed to tell Jesus about these things that Jesus, you know, they heard this report, but maybe they're not really sure about this report. And so Jesus low-key rebukes them and is like, guys, weren't you paying attention? Weren't you listening? Don't you know the scriptures? Everything has pointed to the death and resurrection of of the Messiah, of the Savior. Come on, guys. You know this. You got this. Come on, guys. And so I think Jesus is trying to help them understand what is actually happening and what the actual moment they're living in is. And so it goes on, verse 28, says, By this time, so they're going on this long journey. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus. And at the end of their journey, Jesus acted as if he was going on. <laughs> but they begged him, stay the night with us since it is getting late. So he went home with them. And so I love this. Like Jesus is being cheeky again. So these guys, are like, all right, so this is where we're staying. This is the hotel. All right, we're going to go. And he's like, all right, cool, guys. I'm just going to, you know, kind of keep going this way. And they're like, no, no, no. Please, please come with us. Please come back. We need to hear more from you. We love this conversation. They wanted more. So they begged him, please stay with us. And so verse 30, it says, as they sat down to eat, Jesus took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. (laughs) I love it. Jesus breaks bread. He prays over it. He passes the bread to them and boom, all of a sudden they're like, oh my goodness, this is actually Jesus. Jesus, what are you doing here? And Jesus being, you know, kind of cheeky again. I love it. He's just like, and then he just like pieces out. He just like disappears. And they're just like left there. Like what just happened? And verse 32, this is the key verse that I want to get to guys. It says, they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and as he explained the scriptures to us? Didn't our hearts burn as we listened to the words of Jesus? And that's the second thing I want to talk about is this this resonating that happens in our hearts when we hear the voice of God, when we receive the word of God, when we read the word of God, there is this resonation, resonation, resonance, resonating one of those in our heart when we hear the Word of God. And this has happened uh, not very frequently to me, but there's been a couple of very key moments in my life where I've, I've felt this burning sensation that I can't quite explain. And one of them was when I got baptized when I was about 11 years old. And I remember after I was baptized, I was cold, you know, water baptism. I was, I was a little bit cold, I was trying to dry off. And uh, I remember feeling this... This, this unnatural, warm sensation. And it was it was beautiful, it, it felt amazing. And I remember feeling in my heart, God saying like, I love you. And that was it. I was just like, I was like goosebumps and all this stuff. And I remember God saying, I love you. It's was like, wow, okay, that's pretty cool. And then, a few years later, when I was 18, we had that uh, the earthquake in Japan and tsunami at 311. And uh, after that, I went my class, my high school class, I was a senior in high school. We took a class trip a week or two after that to Thailand. And in Thailand, there was another earthquake and we were all freaking out. And I was doubting God, like, what are you doing, God? Like, How are you letting this happen? And so another guy in the class, he got out a guitar and he started singing this worship song. And I I remember as he sang that, I just broke down and I could feel God touch me like I've never felt before. It was this like liquid love, like warm honey from my head all the way down. And it was, it, the best I could describe it was like feeling physical God's love <laughs> somehow, if that makes sense. And I remember in this moment, God spoke the most clear I've ever heard God speak. And I, I've never heard it that clear since. And I never heard it that clear before. And it was not An external voice, it was an internal voice. And God said something so simple but so life-changing to me. And he said, Monty, don't you love that God knows us by name and he calls us by name? He said, Monty, I love you and I will never leave you. That was it. And I'm just breaking down my my 18-year-old self with all these, you know, people around me, my my mates and my my girls that I was trying to impress. And uh, I'm just like absolutely crying on the floor. And God is just touching me. It's this warm, burning sensation. And so this, this was twice, twice in my life. I've lived on this earth for 30 years now. And this has happened twice. So I want to let you guys know that if you're expecting some kind of big... Parade and the sky to open up and the doves to flow down. You're going to be very disappointed because that's not the norm. That's not how God normally speaks to us. It's not this big emotional feeling. And I know it feels good when the worship hits you just right, and the worship leader just hits that note, and the band is going, and the drums is crying, the guitar, and then you just like get like the the goosebumps. It's like oh, so holy. But if you chase that feeling, if you chase that emotion, you're going to be disappointed because that's not the norm. Yes, that happens. Yes, it feels great. But that doesn't happen every single time. It's it's an anomaly out of what God normally does. (laughs) Oh, like that alliteration there. I like that. That was pretty cool. And so what God normally does is that He just speaks into our hearts. Our hearts resonate with the Word of God. And so in school, I was... In band class, did you know, I actually played trumpet since I was maybe 10 years old? I Yeah, 10, 11, I played trumpet. <laughs> wow. And so in band class, uh, sometimes the teacher would have this thing called a tuning fork. Maybe we'll get a little picture here somewhere. But this tuning fork, when they strike it, it resonates, it vibrates. And it lets out a frequency, and usually it's concert A, 440 hertz for those nerds out there. And it lets out this frequency so that the rest of the band can tune their instruments to the same frequency. You see, I think this is a very great image of what happens when God speaks to us. His word and his spirit within us resonates and it's like our life gets tuned in to the frequency of God that this is the voice of God. It's, it's like this resonating frequency in our heart, helping us understand what to do next, helping us to decipher and determine right from wrong. Because, you know, sometimes there's things in life where we got to make tough decisions. You might go to your, you know, after work drinking event and you might be thinking, ooh, should I have another drink? I could, but uh, I don't know what the consequences may be. Of that extra beer I might have. God should I have that other drink? Crickets. Mmm. God should I not have another drink? Peace you hear that frequency. The frequency kicks in saying, yeah, buddy, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not the best course of action right now. You're already on the edge there. Let's uh, let's try to refrain from that, right? So this is how when we become Christians that we can know right from wrong. Maybe I shouldn't sleep with my girlfriend anymore. Maybe I shouldn't go to the clubs anymore. Maybe I I shouldn't be getting wasted on the weekend or smoking on the or whenever it is anymore. I love, you know, uh, one of our great pastors, Tusker, his testimony that before he became a Christian, he talks about how he gave up smoking. And that, you know, everyone that smokes knows that it's unhealthy and it's bad for you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hard to quit. But when Tusker became a Christian, he said, "I'm going to I'm going to quit." He said, "I'm going to smoke every last one of my cigarettes and then quit." <laughs> but he did. He quit because the resonating word of God in his heart. He didn't have to have someone tell him, hey, you should quit, or hey, it doesn't say that. Because then people say, Well, it doesn't say you should smoke in the Bible. It doesn't say you should not go to the clubs in the Bible. No, we, we don't need, it doesn't need to be in the Bible. Because we have this resonating word of God in our heart that when we receive the Holy Spirit, we should inherently know right from wrong. And that's the beautiful thing about knowing. This is what the voice of God sounds like. It's getting your life in tune with this frequency of God. And when we do, then we are able to know God's will. We can experience God's love. We can experience vision and passion and caring for other people. We can experience generosity. We can experience all these incredible, amazing things that God wants us to experience. We've got to tune our life into the frequency that God has. And, you know... Sometimes it's hard to know that as well. And there's another great story in the Bible I just want to finish with as we, we come near the end here. But I just want to say, the third thing I want to say is that God's voice is a whisper. That God's voice isn't normally this big loud thundering thing, or this big event that we are expecting, or this big emotional thing that we're looking for. It's not normally like that. And there's this great story in 1 Kings uh, verse uh, chapter 19, verse 1 to 13, uh, 11 to 13. It's this interaction between this prophet named Elijah and God. And they're having this conversation. And I love this interaction. And I want us to pay attention to what happens here. So God says to Elijah, go out and stand before me on the mountain. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. He said, after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord not in the earthquake and after the earthquake there was a fire (laughs) it's like all the things that could happen happened but the lord was not in the fire and after the fire there was the sound of a gentle whisper when elijah heard it he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave and the voice said what are you doing here, Elijah? <laughs> it's a pretty interesting story. I'm not going to go into it. Some pretty cool stuff. This is a cool conversation between Elijah and God. But the point I want to make is, is that God wasn't in these big things. The earthquake and the fire and the, and the wind. And, and God could speak through those things. He's God. He can do whatever he wants. But God chooses not to speak through those things, but to speak through a gentle whisper. And Elijah was able to recognize that it was the whisper that God's voice was. It wasn't this fire and this big things and this loud stuff that are happening around us. And, and we need to understand that for ourselves. That if we're looking for this emotional thing, if we're, we're craving this, this spiritual high all the time, we're going to be disappointed. We're going to burn out. And being a Christian and going to church and living this Christian life is not going to be very fun. Okay, I'm just gonna keep it real with you. It's not about chasing these emotional or spiritual highs. It's not about feeling the goosebumps and being like in this, this, this trance state of, oh my God, it feels amazing because God doesn't work through the motions like that. It's a whisper. God speaks to us in a whisper. And sometimes we think, well, I, I can't hear the whisper. Well, maybe, maybe, just maybe. That's because everything around us is too loud. Everything around, all these voices, all these opinions, all these, you know, comparisons, all these things we're trying to live up to. Maybe the things around us need to be turned down so that we can hear the whisper of God. Maybe it means spending less time on social media, turning down the noise of social media. You've got to be like this. You've got to look like this. You've got to act like this. You've got to do this trend. You've got to do this to get rich fast. It's not about that. We've got to turn down maybe some voices that are not necessary, you know? Maybe we don't need to be listening to every single voice. Maybe we don't need to be accepting everything, all these like doom and gloom things about the future, like, oh, the future's dark, or oh, AI is gonna take over the world, and it's gonna be Skynet and Terminator, and, be, and you know, like maybe <laughs> we just don't need to listen to that stuff. We can turn the volume down on those other things. Maybe it's about creating better habits in our life because I know playing Zelda is great, but playing Zelda at 3 a.m. is maybe not the right choice, guys, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep it real with you all. We're not gonna play Zelda until 3 a.m. Maybe we need to turn it down or whatever, whatever your fix or your vice is. Maybe we need to turn down the noise on things around us so that we can make space for us to hear Because when I read the Bible, when I journal, I journal at night. It takes me five, ten minutes at the most to read a little bit, get my rhema, write it down, pray and go to sleep. I love it. It's a great habit that I've I've built over the years. But I'm not getting these thunderstorms and earthquakes and all this stuff when I'm reading the Word. I'm getting a gentle whisper, a gentle whisper that resonates with the Spirit of God within me. That's how I know that this is God's voice. And, you know, let me keep it real. Not every day that I I journal is gonna be the most mind-blowing journal of my life, okay? (laughs) Sometimes, yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, you get these incredible journals like, wow, that is profound, that is amazing, that has changed my perspective on everything. And a lot of the time it's gonna be like, yeah, that's a great word. God, help me to have more faith. God, help me to have more patience. God, help me to do whatever it is, X, Y, and Z. And sometimes it's going to be like, I've got nothing. Uh, what, <laughs> Melissa, you want to help me out with this one? Like, <laughs> don't really know what's going on here. Uh, let me just write something down and uh, pray. Yeah, thanks God. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> sometimes it's just going to be like that. Not every time is going to be these crazy moments, these crazy emotions. God wants to speak though every day. Every single day, God wants to speak a little bit, a little bit more. Maybe this area, maybe that area, but it's a whisper. It's a small voice. And we just got to turn the volume down on the noise and the the sound and the news and all that around us so that we can hear the whisper of God, so that, that we can have that resonating, so that that tuning fork hits and we can hear the frequency of God. Write it down. That's journaling. This is why I love journaling, because we are getting closer to the voice of God. So right now, I'd like to take a moment to pray with you all together. So if you want to raise your hands with me, let's pray together that we could be able to hear and maybe distinguish the voice of God even more. God, I thank you for today. I thank you that you love us so much and that you want to speak to us every single day. Whether we know that we're a Christian or whether we're seeking you or maybe we're not a Christian yet, God, we thank you that you want to speak to each and every single person, God. So I pray that our hearts would be open. God, maybe you need to help us to turn down the noise for things that are happening around us. Maybe some stuff that we can cut out of our lives, some stuff that we don't need to pay attention to. God, we need to pay attention to you so god i pray you help us build this habit of journaling in our life that we would be able to hear you and to hear your voice i pray you would speak clearly i pray that we would resonate with that frequency of your word god and that we would tune our lives tune ourselves to your will and to what you have for us god so i pray that as we go through the series that you would continue to speak to us and through our daily lives god that you would speak to us and we would hear voice of god we thank you so much and everyone said in jesus name amen amen and lastly i just want to pray for anyone who wants to make a decision to believe in jesus maybe this is your first time watching us online or hearing about jesus or maybe you want to make a decision to come back to god but wherever you are god loves you you know like we mentioned before he, he died and rose again so that he could save us so that he could give us life and take away our sin take away our hurt and shame and give us purpose so that we could hear his voice and live in his voice and live the incredible life that he has for us and so on the count of three i'm going to say now and when i say now if that's you and you want to make that decision to believe in jesus to receive him into your heart i'm going to say now and then when i say now i'm going to ask you to make that decision amen ready three two one now why don't you make that decision to receive Jesus into your life today. Amen. Fantastic. Hey, let me pray for you all really quickly. God, I thank you for these beautiful people making that decision right now. I pray you come into their life in a powerful way. I pray that they would experience your presence. They would experience that life change in their heart. That they would experience that frequency for the first time in their lives, God. And I pray that you just wipe away all the sins and the shame and mistakes of the past and you'd fill them with your love and with your purpose for the future instead. We thank you, God. And everyone said in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Fantastic. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's message. Stay tuned for next week's one. It's going to be amazing as well. But until then, have a great week. We'll see you later. Bye.